Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, good work. <laughs> Hello, good work. Hello, good work. Could be a thing. Oh, how's, how do intros go? Do you think this is going to catch on? <laughs> <laughs> Come, you, you do it. You do the first sentence. Hello, and welcome to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast where we try to find solace in a world where our brains are usually against us. My name is Aaron Gillis. I'm a mental health author, and each week I'll be joined by... Me, Lauren Patterson, an award-winning stand-up comedian and an award-losing stand-up comedian as well, to be honest. (laughs) Just for balance. Each episode, we speak to a different guest and talk about their stories, their experiences and their lives as they fight against living miserably. But we try and have a laugh with it because, on the surface, that sounds like a terrible fucking idea for a podcast. (laughs) Don't know why I dropped an (laughs) F-bomb in there. (laughs) Drop them in early. Let them know what to expect. Yep. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Dave, the TV channel, and Calm, campaign against living miserably. We hope you can take something away from this podcast. No, we don't. That's the wrong line. We hope you can take something... Oh, no, that does make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Just take something from it. it. Take the whole fucking thing. (laughs) We hope you can take something from this podcast away with you into your day-to-day life. Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences. We can help each other know that things get better. This week's guest is Zoe Lyons. Zoe is a stand-up comedian who has appeared on Mot the Week, Room 101, Live at the Apollo, and, well, bloody loads of stuff, to be honest. Not only all that, but in 2008, Zoe won the Dave Joke of the Fringe Award. Today, we talk to Zoe about appreciating the small things, competitive comparability, and looking at trees. Anyway, that's enough from us. Let's get on with it, shall we? 
Lovely. So, hello. We have today the wonderful Zoe Lyons. Hi, yeah. Hello, welcome. Who has, you can't say, but a wonderful tan. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Looks good on the podcast. I was going to say. <laughs> I've yes. scrubbed up well Audio for a podcast. Audio medium is the perfect place to show off your tan. Our first question for you is, when was the last time you felt calm? Um, probably at some point today. Um, I I allow I allow calm to come into my life more easily these days. Mm. I'm I'm easily calmed. Um, there is a tree at the end of my road that's got beautiful blossom on it, and it's it's in full bloom at the moment. It's just like a sort of candy floss ball of delight. And every time I walk past it, I touch it a little bit and uh, <laughs> just give it a little touch, and just I just feel really peaceful with it because it's the most beautiful thing in the street Aww, yeah. I like that. other than the wheelie bins um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got much better as I get older at allowing calm to come in uh, and uh, and noticing it in tiny little things it's really little things that make me feel calm these days really really I like a flower I do like a flower Good because flower. I'm middle aged you, sort of, <laughs> you start noticing gardens and stuff and you're like oh that's very nice but yeah my, but the blossom tree at the end of my road is my little moment of calm because I'm, I'm, it's the top of the road so I'm usually sort of running for the train because I've left it too late procrastinating etc and it's at the top of the road so it's my little calms me down before I get to the station what do you think has helped you find calm so much easier nowadays than compared to a while ago so. I don't know what it is I think I suppose I suppose as you do get older you realise it really is the little things in life that can make you happier really little things when you're when you you know when you're younger and you're hungry for stuff and you're constantly on the move uh, it feels like nothing you get will satiate nothing will make you know you get one thing you're like well that's all very well but I need the next thing I need the next thing I need the next thing I need the next thing, the next thing. nothing fills that empty void mm. and I think I've reached a point in my life where I realise it's impossible to fill that with stuff that I was trying to fill it with that's never going to happen and peace and calm and happiness comes from other things it really does and I've really started looking for it and it's um, this sounds really wanky <laughs> oh don't worry I'll say some stuff later on it'll be really wanky fine but you noticing your body and your mind and, and noticing those moments you go hey I feel happy like actually taking the time to notice that as opposed to just ploughing on regardless but sort of noticing those moments when you feel fine because I don't think we ever let ourselves do that we always acknowledge when we're sad or when mm -hmm. we're having a bad time and we, yeah. we stick with it and our mind kind of goes over it over and over again but when you're happy or content even yeah. your mind doesn't realise it it's just kind of like at a flat level your brain doesn't go oh this is actually really wonderful this yeah. is nice yeah. <laughs> yeah and it is it's really important I think to sort of acknowledge that and go, mm. I feel absolutely at peace or at, at, in a moment and calm at the moment yeah. I completely agree about yeah. the small things as well because I, it took me ages to figure that out and yeah. I'd always be filling that kind of empty void with work like finish one project onto the next project yeah. and then I was judging myself by how well the projects did yeah. and if they didn't do very well I'd hate myself and if yeah. they did fine I wouldn't acknowledge it because it's like they're supposed to go fine and then I think I was just kind of like one evening exhausted and sat down on the um, sofa and just put on something crap. Like, yeah. I can't even remember what it was, like a documentary about a man with massive testicles or something. Wonderful. And, Love it. Pete uh, Calm. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't doing anything. My mind was wandered into this kind of... I wasn't watching the show. My mind was just like completely doing very little whatsoever. And I was just like, 
Oh, actually, this is quite nice. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine just to be. Mm. I think we forget it's fine just to be because we're so hyper-connected and so switched on and so staring at screens and so aware of everybody else that it's actually fine just to be. And I think, because you, you must find this a lot as well, as being a comedian, it's it can be all of you. It's all of you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're saying, if you do a project and it doesn't go well, then all of you is shit. Mm-hmm. And if you do something and it does go well, then all of you is great for a moment, but then that doesn't last, we found that. <laughs> you know, it's very temporary. Yeah. And um, I've, I've also learned to sort of carp- carpartmentalise. Is that the right word? Compartmentalise, yeah. yeah. Carpartmentalise. It didn't sound right when it came out. <laughs> carpartmentalise. Is, is it the right word? Compartmentalise. Compartmentalise. Carpartmentalise. Carpartmentalise is when I'm daydreaming of having a space when I'm driving home late at night. <laughs> I'm carpartmentalising. I'm like, oh, please, let there be a space. Don't we have to walk home in the dark? Um, Compartmentalising. Yes. So what I've, I, I think what I do now is I separate that sort of comedian bit from me. It's a bit of me. It's quite a big bit of mm-hmm. me, but it ain't all of me. How long does it take you to realise that? Or was that something that ages you... Ages and gonna ages. Say. I was just about to say, please, please tell me it's soon. No. <laughs> ages and ages. Mm. Probably only in the last couple of years that I've sort of really thought about it and went, you know, it's great and I love what I do. Um, but there's more to me than that. And that, because if you put your eggs emotionally all in one basket, you know, that the basket will get dropped mm-hmm. at some point or kicked off a shelf or somebody will stand on it. And then your entire, you know, your entire being feels crushed. So I'd say I'm 30% comic now. That's a good That's balance. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and it just helps. Mm. And then I enjoy doing what I do more. And we all have, you know, things... We're, we're, you, we're humans. Things yeah. go well, things yeah. go badly. And, Completely. you know, I won't be the last person to have a shitty gig or a brilliant gig. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've sort of managed to sort of not take the importance out of it, but um, uh, give it the right level of importance, Yeah, I think. It's that weird thing of defining yourself by one characteristic of what you it's do. It's really strange. It's, I just kind of clicked then. It was like every single person does it. Yeah. What, like, what are you? Yeah. a question then you would say comedian and I would say writer and that's yeah. like, that's it that's not it it's like there's there's so many different strings to that bow no you're a friend you're a wife you're a lover you're you're a, you're a companion you're a child you're a, you're all of those things yeah. yeah and you never consider any one of those things you define yourself so straight out of the gate yeah, because exactly. if I said uh, what are you would you just say comedian straight comedian, away comedian straight up yeah straight up what's yeah. that ratio for you at the moment then I would as... say it is 90% I find it very hard to it's like not that I find it hard to switch off but I feel guilty if I switch off because especially now like your job doesn't end when you leave the stage it's like I have to be funny on the internet like on the phone (laughs) all the time and then you let that drop for a second and you do like a tweet just a general tweet and someone's like I thought you were a comedian and I'm like I'm sorry I just wanted to switch off for a minute and tweet about this sandwich but okay okay (laughs) that is strange isn't it I do feel I I went through a period where I felt that pressure Mm -hmm. of better be funny on Twitter and I was like but you're not naturally funny on Twitter Zoe so let it go (laughs) and I was like alright that's all (laughs) See, I'm the other way around. I'm funny on Twitter, but I'm not funny in real life whatsoever. <laughs> I did one stand-up gig in my life, and it was so shit that I just left halfway through and never addressed it ever again. It's just like, yeah, that's not for me. I'm not a funny person in real life. I can be funny over there. That's absolutely fine. I feel like a lot of the time I need 
children to put it into perspective because if I, if I asked my niece and nephew what I was they'd be like my auntie mm. my auntie that's what and I'm like oh yeah I am and I'm a bloody good one I let them get mm. away with fucking everything mm. I'm the best auntie yeah. and you have to sometimes remind yourself that your, your job or whatever you perceive to be that main part of you isn't really all, like you say it isn't all of you so my, my niece and nephew don't care that I'm a comedian no they care that I give them sweets and don't tell them ah that's yeah. what they yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I can ask my niece what, like, I'll just say, what am I? And I bet she says something like rubbish at puzzles yeah. or something along those lines. Like, yeah. she doesn't care. That's exactly. amazing. It's a great barometer for My it. boyfriend lies and tells everyone that I do a different job anyway. Why? I mean, that's weird. Yeah. I think because he, he's quite private, even though I talk about him all the fucking time. I was going to say, yeah. And he thinks that if he mentions me at work, then they, they like, they look us up. And okay. They'll be like, oh, your girlfriend's funnier than you. And he'll be like, yes, yeah. yes, she is. So he, like, tells everybody that, oh, she just works in TV. And I'm like, well, then they're still going to Google it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your your plan is foiled there, Matthew. You would have gone with a really boring profession if you exactly. didn't want anyone to look yeah. you up on the internet. Accountant. Yeah. Not that it's boring if that's what makes your bum hard. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not knocking any accountants who are listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be speaking to mine in a few days' time. No, genuinely, if that's what you like doing. But, um, yeah, I wonder if accountants see themselves as 90% accountants. Yeah. I think I think it's because, like you said, we don't switch off and we leave the stage, mm-hmm. and that is really hard, really hard. And um, yeah, I've gone through periods where I've been properly down because mm-hmm. because I don't feel like my career's going well. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> no, I care less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting older. I'm like, I've nearly finished. <laughs> 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 nearly, level two, nearly done. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How do, do you? Ooh, sorry, that's me, I was going to say, I do like the idea of finding happiness in little things because I do feel like that comes the older you get. Because mm. I'm not, I'm not that old, but oh, I bloody love a candle now. Oh yeah. Oh, I've got well into candles. Yeah. And it's weird how like when I was at uni, if someone had said, "Oh, like go on, Lauren, do you want to have a night in with some candles?" I'd be like, mm, "No, that yeah. sounds shit and boring." I like nothing more than coming in, lighting my candle, and I'm like, "This is my little sanctuary. Mm-hmm. This is nice." And even my boyfriend was like. Oh, why, why have you always got a candle on and now I'll come home early from a gig or something and he sat there watching Buffy with a candle on there and I'm go. like see power of the candle <laughs> happiness yeah. is infectious find your little your little happy calm place <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what kind of um, activities or kind of self care methods do you do on a day to day basis that bring that level of calm into your life oh, or is um, it or is it kind of just a, a natural occurrence in your day to day that you just take notice of um I suppose, I suppose I do take a moment to take stock. Mm. Yeah. I think we've, we've become so programmed at looking at what we don't have that we, we really don't look at what we do have often enough. So I try and flip that equation in my head. I start, I've started looking at what I do have. Uh, I make a conscious effort to do that. Because my first, because you know, it's not, I mean, everybody does this, but the, my first thoughts in the morning aren't positive. They're not positive ones. You know, you open your eyes, you go, Christ, what am I doing today? Jesus, why did I ever say yes to that? And then it'll be a slow but deliberate cascade of negativity that'll come in, you know, your shit, what's happened to your hair? You've put on a bit of weight. What are you doing this? You know? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) every single morning. (laughs) It'll it'll drip in, like bumpity, 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 bumpity. And you've not even finished your breakfast by this point. (laughs) This is before I've even got out of bed. It's eyes open and then a slow 
deliberate cascade of negativity that will flow, keep flowing unless I stop it. So now I just try and make an effort to stop it and go, I just go, no, I'm not having it. Um, and it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. No, of course It not. doesn't always work, but um, it does help. It does help. I'm get, I guess we have these thoughts because they sort of, they used to keep us alive when we were scraping about in the dirt as, you know, hunter-gatherers and watching that a mammoth didn't rear-end you. You had to be constantly on alert, otherwise you'd end up, you know, you'd be dead within minutes. Yeah. But now we don't have to do, like, staying alive is a lot easier. There's food in the fridge mm-hmm. and we're not generally eaten by saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> so all of those anxious flight and f- fight sort of symptoms in our heads They've gone elsewhere. They've yeah. gone, you know, your boobs are too big, your ass is too fat. You, you know, it's it's weird. So it's managing that, I suppose. I mean, in my book, I wrote about that exact thing for about four pages and you just summed it up in about a paragraph. Oh, right. <laughs> so you don't need to buy my book anymore. Anyway, anyway. I was thinking yeah. that. I was like, I'm sure I remember this in your book. Yeah. Where? No, it is. It's the evolution of anxiety and how, like, yeah. the circumstances around us have changed. So our brain has just gone, I need to find these threats from elsewhere. Yeah. And we internalise so many of them. It's just incredible. Yeah. And I remember I that say... being a light bulb moment. Was it? I would say I, I have read your boot. Was it about being on the tube when it's like busy and stuff? Was it that one? Yeah, because I remember that being like a light bulb moment for me when I'm on like public transport and it's really busy. I couldn't understand why I was like, why do I want to run? Yeah. <laughs> why do I? Uh, it, it's normal to be on a bus. Why do I want to get off it? And then I read your boot and I was like, oh, it's fight or flight. My brain's being like, there's too many people. There's too many threats. Go, go, mm. go. And I was like, oh, I'm just being a Neanderthal. That's what I'm being. That's yeah. bang. <laughs> I think when we realise we're all just Jack Russell's in clothes. <laughs> That's how I see us. You know, yeah, completely. Nasty. We're just just slightly more intelligent. Not that much more intelligent. I've got a Jack Russell. He's really smart. <laughs> um, but that's all we are. Then it's a bit easy. It's bit, it's, you learn to be a bit kinder to yourself. Mm-hmm. Just go, it's all right. It's it's fine that you find that nerve wracking or that you find that anxiety giving. You know, we've all got our things. I don't like glass furniture, but I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> I know I abhor glass furniture because <laughs> we've got a, we've got a glass coffee table oh, and no. you can never see where the edges are. And I've got scars all over my <laughs> shins. And I'll get home late at night. My wife will be asleep, and you just hear it in me in the front room a massive clang and then a fucking hell really loudly. <laughs> Do you know what sends shivers down? I suppose it's the sound of a coffee cup touching down oh, on, a glass, yeah. cup, on a glass table I'm like hey, hey, hey. and I think I don't like it because I have a massive phobia about blood and I think it's because it's such an easy thing to shatter mm-hmm. that I think my brain's gone that it's danger <laughs> danger danger, <laughs> danger. <laughs> it's coffee table is danger yeah. no but yeah. it is if it's if it's about a phobia that you have that's quite real your brain's going to really equate that yeah, and always yeah. like you said earlier like straight away to the negative of that because that's how we protect ourselves yeah so, and your brain's just going right i'm going to get into fight or flight mode straight yeah. away yeah. and the noise is there and like what do you do yeah it's absolutely Scarper. yeah yeah it's like the time i didn't sleep for two days last summer because i'm really scared of snakes and when we had that heat wave last year <laughs> there was twice in a couple of days there was a woman in i think south kensington had woke up and a snake was in her bed Oh. It obviously escaped from, so it wasn't her snake. And then a few days later, Leighton Stone High Street, 
the snake ate a pigeon in the middle of a street. Oh, I saw that on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm terrified. So, because it happened twice and everyone was like, it's the Leighton hot weather. So, zone three. Yeah. Something like that happens out there, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. But that's right by where I live as well. And I was like, oh, my God. Because when it happens in South no Kensington, in zone three. everyone tried to call me down and was like, it's the other side of London, Lauren. It's fine. And I was like, you're right. It's, it's West. bad things happen in West London. Yeah. yeah. And then when it happened to stop away on the tube, I was like, they're coming for me. They're, yeah. And I didn't sleep for two days because I thought I was going to wake up with a snake in my bed. And if I ever read any of those stories, which you do here every now and again from yeah. Asia, of uh, somebody finding a python in their oh, toilet, in the toilet. Mm. yeah, then oh. I, yeah, I mean, I'm hovering for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and everything says in your head, there's not going to be an anaconda in your toilet. Mm-hmm. You live in Hove, <laughs> you know. But there's that thing in your head going, yeah, just check for. Yeah, but yeah. it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. But it's once again, it's your brain inventing threats for you to get annoyed mm-hmm. about because there aren't that many threats in the no, world that we exactly. live in nowadays. No. It's only kind of over the last hundred years as well that we've evolved into a society where these threats aren't on a day-to-day basis because back in those days, like people were down the mines, nothing really mm-hmm. worked, everything yeah. was um, covered in poison. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, <laughs> but nowadays, because it is relatively safe, yeah. we panic about everything. We just... Uh, have you got your passport? Where have you put your tickets? Mm-hmm. Where have you got money? Where's your keys? Where's your phone? Where's your keys? Where's your phone? Where's your keys? Where's your phone? I mean, it goes like that, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Completely. It goes like that. If I put my phone in a different pocket from usual, I'll ha- just tap my side of my trouser and just yeah. go, and then I'll panic. <laughs> and just kind of like, where the hell is my phone? It's like, oh no, yeah. it's in the other fucking pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, something I think about what they must have had to consider in medieval times. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and it was proper <laughs> horror. You know, you got a splinter, you're like, well, you'd be dead by three, Silas, with that. <laughs> That's going to get infected. There's pig shit in that now, isn't there? I mean, you were just, you were fucked, yeah. you know. Water, I mean, and all, all coming out of your little hut and then <laughs> seeing, coming over the hill, groups of knights and shot. You'd be like, oh, well, that's that afternoon ruined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just rape and pillage and burn everything down. You know, yeah. it was horrific. Yeah. And then if you survived that, you were burnt as a witch. So it was just awful. Yeah, it was great. Terribly sorry to interrupt, but we're just taking a quick break for some adverts. Please come back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, that was a thing. Now back to the show. Hmm. I quite like living in a safer time. Yeah. But then, of course, you've got the kind of evolutionary thing as well of that we now have access to more information than any other kind mm. of humans without history yes and there's a little rectangle in our pockets that has all of human knowledge in it yeah and our brains were never 
never evolved to have that kind of information no. given to them at any one stage. No. So, so now I, yeah, we're scared you, of all of that as well. All of that. So I'd like to remind myself that all of this stuff has always happened. I just haven't always known about it. You know, back oh, in the that's day. That's a good way of saying mm-hmm. it, yeah. I just didn't know about it. Back yeah. in the day, when a cyclone hit a part of the world, you know, 400 years ago, nobody over here knew about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew yeah. Egypt. So all of this stuff has always happened. We just don't know about it. And it's the same with, I mean, the anxieties that come from being a comedian are usually like performance-based and... Um, comparison based yes and you know when you realize that you can now compare yourself to absolutely everybody Mm. at any one time because we're all on we've all got an online presence Mm -hmm. then you will never ever be as good as you hope to be because you'll always somebody's always just done something much much better than you so the only way to get over that is just to throw it away as an idea it's just to go well I can't I can't deal with that Mm -hmm. that that's a bottomless pit of despair if I start, you yeah. know. You know, you've done a good gig in Sheffield. You had 120 people in. You're quite happy with yourself. You turn online. <laughs> somebody that you started out with has just done the Albert Hall. So instantly your mm-hmm. mini success is seen as a failure. Completely. So the year I did my debut hour, I didn't go to see anybody else's debut hour because I was like I have a good show and I am proud of it but the second I see somebody mm. else at the same level doing their first hour I'll instantly compare myself so it was like I'd sort of tricked my brain I was like can't compare yourself to anyone if you haven't seen anyone <laughs> can you Lauren by default you are the best debut hour show you have seen mm, yeah. how is that and I didn't see anybody's all month and I thought that was the best thing went to see lots of other comedy but mm. I, was, I wasn't comparing myself to them because I was like but they've been going 10 years mm. this is their 8th Edinburgh but just for that one year when it was so important I was like I'm not letting anything or anyone get in my way no mm. way and then last year when I was doing my second one I had a little meltdown because <laughs> I went and saw everybody I was like why are they all so good oh, <laughs> it's constant though isn't it it's just constant constant comparison and then yeah, it just doesn't help. Nah. It's, it, it's good to know where you are in mm-hmm. the big scheme of... Th- I mean, let's not... You know, it's it's not great to be deluded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you're the only person you think's ever played the oboe and you're like, I'm really good at this, we can never actually... <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine anybody's got this any better than me. Yeah, I think it's good to sort of check out competition <laughs> but not to let it destroy yeah, you yeah oh, find that balance because it's, it's like another thing that kind of goes into on, the online world now as well that everything you've got mm. someone else has probably got 10 of and it oh. can be so much destructive mm-hmm. to see these people on a day-to-day life just yeah. in day-to-day um yeah in day-to-day life yeah um just kind of going through and it's like they're the perfect house everything looks wonderful all their kids are fine and they've got 16 dogs and i don't have any dogs i don't yeah. want kids anyway but i want the dogs yeah. and it's like you do get sucked into it just comparing mm. yourself to other people all the time but then if we do speak to each other more rather than just looking at our sort of yeah. superficial online stuff we yeah. realize that most people have something wrong with them even oh. if they are beautiful looking human being they might have chronic rec- recurring piles you just don't know <laughs> completely nobody has that mm-hmm. com- not that complete life all the time mm. you people are lucky enough to have moments where it's pretty damn good but it isn't always that, you know. We've always got every single one of us has got little things that are coming around the corner that we're not aware of, and and it's it, the problem is we don't talk to each other enough about it. That's the problem. We're all assuming, and we we you know we don't actually ask. Yeah, um, that's true. 
you know. Because the, re- the default is if anyone asks if you're okay, is I'm fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. great, thanks. Yeah, yeah. super, brilliant. Yeah. Everyone says the exact same thing. Because yeah. if you actually started pouring out what was in your mind at that exact moment, you'd be there for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It'd be really strange. But you do need to take moments to just go, are you actually okay? Are yeah. you actually fine? Because then it's just kind of, it's so nice to get that off your chest and be honest for yeah. once as well. Yeah. That's I think it helps. Taxi drivers are great. Say anything to a taxi driver. Yeah. So like, I'm never going to see you again. I tell everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I've got a really shit Uber rating. Like all my feedbacks probably like she just told me about her problems. <laughs> I didn't. Is this didn't what need happens when that. you're on the waiting uh, <laughs> waiting line for CBT for months exactly. and months? Just getting Ubers around your house, <laughs> and telling them everything. I just feel like you know I'm not enough. <laughs> 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 but sometimes they're quite good. Like. Because if you've got a good taxi driver as well and they just chat and you're like, oh, it's almost like it's just a sort of anonymous little person who I can vent at. Yeah. I'm going to get out of this car. They don't know who I am. Like, never going to see them again. And then boyfriend will be like, why do you tell people everything? And I'm like, it's just good to chat, isn't Mm. it? It's really nice. We used to do it with a security guard in Tesco when I first moved here. He was the only person I spoke to. And I would go in, I'd have a chat with him. When I lost my job, I told he was the first person I told I lost my job. And when I moved from that bit of London, um, I went in to tell him that I was moving. And he shook me hand. He was like, it's been so lovely getting to know you. Isn't that sweet? Nice. Sometimes you've just got to look in the unlikely places for for somebody. Chat to your local security guard listeners. They'll appreciate the (laughs) the conversation. It might be because you're northern as well and just like talking yeah, to everyone. Yeah, I do love a chat. <laughs> that is true. It's nice to have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I like my street because we, 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 it's quite a friendly street and we do chat to each other. There's quite there's quite a few older people on the street. And I, I like, it's just feel, so when people, you know, at this, in this current situation that we're in, <laughs> doom and gloom and Brexit, mm-hmm. and you know, I hear people, a lot of people, I've heard it a lot of people going, oh, the world's gone to shit. And you're like, well, it doesn't, your world doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Because your world's the one that you live in, and you, you just try and make it just that yeah. little bit nicer by having a chat with somebody. Find a nice tree. Find a yeah. nice tree and have a chat. <laughs> that's that's the way yeah. to do it. Because it's that bizarre um, idea of responsibility now, with all the bad news and all this sort of stuff, that we mm. feel like we are have to be on top of everything that's going on in the world, and that, yeah. that we have to have an opinion on it, and that we have to kind of be trying to help in some way, and then we're deflecting away from what we should be doing which is looking after ourselves yeah. and making sure that we're okay first and then if you're in a good place then start looking at everything yeah. else but we tend to get in such like a like, it's too much we've reached peak panic yeah <laughs> it's have. too much you know it's too much i can't stop the the the, the single-use plastic i can't yeah. stop hunger i can't stop water shortages in africa i can't stop climate change i can do my little bit exactly that i can but you know i found myself lying awake the other day thinking about turtles at four in the morning you know the poor turtles oh. choking on the plastics the choking on the plastics and i thought i wonder if the turtle actually gives a shit about me <laughs> this was very one-sided yeah. and i thought well you know I, i'm doing my bit but it, if you let it get to you you get to a point where you do nothing you just become a solid brick of yeah. Of, of anxiety completely um, if you've got some money that you can spend on some charity work and you want to donate it great yeah and mm. just look after yourself have a laugh and don't be a dick yeah that's, that's yeah. basically that's it, pretty isn't it? Much it, isn't yeah. it that's the rule for life isn't it just don't be a dick <laughs> yeah completely just try and be nice and don't be a dick yeah. yeah have you always been quite kind of open when it comes to like we were saying earlier like I'm the whole kind of how are you I'm fine mm. have you been good at talking about your kind of emotions or the kind mm. of uh, comparative anxieties that you were talking about earlier 
Probably not, no. Probably not. Um... I think it probably comes with quite late in the life. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I've struggled terribly with my m- moods and and emotions and feelings of stress. That I've, that, you know, I just, I've just tried to make myself better at dealing with it. So that's where I'm now. <laughs> I'm now fingering blossom trees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now the mad lady on the street poking other people's plants. Um, <laughs> you think your street's dead friendly, yeah. but everyone's probably she's like, she's okay. She's, okay. Yeah. Check, she's, she's in the garden the, again. She's in the tree again. Someone go see if she's all right. She's <laughs> looking through her bins. Um, <laughs> Why is she dressed as a turtle? <laughs> <laughs> so no, I haven't always been good at. No, no, not at all. I've been, I've been exactly the same as a lot of other people, just yeah. riddled with anxiety. <laughs> um, uh, very depressed, and um, I think I think you just wake up one day. And you go, God, life's so short. I just gotta. I want to make the most of this. It's mm. so short. Mm. It's so. Do you know what I find really comforting? <laughs> this is a bit sick. <laughs> but I like to imagine all of the people who've been before me and died, and most of them haven't left any impression on the planet whatsoever. What's what? Billions of them. Billions. Mm. Billions. Billions and bi- they've all just been and gone. And I think about all of the anxieties and worries they must have had. And in the end, it was a fuck all use because they've all been and gone. So. I'm trying to enjoy the time I have <laughs> by not being riddled with yeah, anxieties exactly. and not being depressed and trying to be happy. Yeah, stick around, do your best, yeah. have a laugh, don't be a dick. I think don't. that's it, that is really it. And it's little thing, you know, um, phoning old friends that you haven't spoken to for ages. Mm-hmm. That, getting, rid of, uh, getting rid of friends that you have spoken to and never make you feel good. Yeah, that's a big that's one That's a for good me. one, mm-hmm. Let's say we had a little bit of a declutter at the start of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's like years ago, it was a Facebook cull, wasn't it? It's like mm. you go through and like, mm-hmm. never spoken to you, not sure who you are, hated you at school. And yeah. you get rid of them. But we never do that with our like actual friends. Yeah. yeah. And it's, there are times in life I think when you go, is it, I'm, am I getting anything out of this? Why are you just, is, are we just keeping tabs on each other? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we're doing. It's surveillance, not friendship. Yeah. <laughs> So a little bit of a cull in that department, uh, stretching out arms in other ways. And um, oh god, this sounds like really wanky. Please. Oh, it's great. Oh. Don't worry. We're gonna get them all framed. The, and put them yeah, all yeah. In inspirational quotes. Yeah. Tomorrow doesn't have to be the same as yesterday. Like if yesterday was shit, tomorrow can be okay. Yeah, <laughs> completely. And you know, you can yeah, you can make steps to make yourself better. I mean, I've been riddled with self doubt my whole career, the whole stand up career. And on the outside, it looks like I'm doing all right, but internally it's just constant self-doubt it's mm. just awful you know somebody asked me to do something and to the point where i'm like i don't even think i can spell properly i mean it's it's as simple as that it gets mm-hmm. as basic as that you know could you write us a piece on this yeah oh god my spelling um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right to, to admit that you, you feel like a failure sometimes. Yes, <laughs> you know, completely. That's it. And you can't feel like you're winning every single day. No. That's not how it works. That's de- that's delusion. Yeah, yeah, that is that's delusion. Just we all know reality. people like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> completely. You should check in on yourself every now and again. <laughs> so, um, just yeah, and allowing yourself to go, it's okay. I, feel, I, feel, I don't 
feel great but that's okay it's all right most people are anxious or frightened or have or intimidated at some point it's fine yeah and actually things generally turn out all right yeah. not my spelling though <laughs> i used to be scared of sellotape and now i'm not why no idea apparently as a child would be like hysterical when Is the sellotape i think it was maybe the sound but i've also got a big sister so i'm like did she wrap me up did in she wrap probably yeah did. that feels like you've repressed something yeah. to be honest but now Little bit sell tape. Little bit sell Things get better, guys. Things, Things get, get better. You'll be moving on to gaffer tape soon. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, oh, I love it. The rip of duct tape. Um, our final question is if you could go back and give yourself some advice on like mental health and living without misery what would you tell yourself what, what sort of age am i uh which was a child whatever age yeah. you, you feel like you would have yeah. like old enough to understand right yeah. probably i probably was about 16 then <laughs> that sort of late developer um uh i would tell myself because I, I i was not a happy teenager mm-hmm. at all um various things but also I you know I realized I was gay probably about 13 14 and that wasn't wasn't comfortable with that didn't want to be didn't want to be the person sticking out at all mm. and you know, for for a comic I'm actually quite shy and don't want to be the person sticking out I just it's I choose to do it when I can but when I want to but other times I don't want to be looked at and um uh I could not imagine that my life would be all right when I was 6 I did not know mm. what it would look like I had no idea what it would look like and that it would be okay. So I think I would go back and tell myself, trust in yourself, it will be all right. <laughs> Things don't plan, don't pan out the way you think they're going to. Things will happen that you never even heard would happen. And, um, yeah, more importantly, have a good time and don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's one of the wonderful things, isn't, isn't it? Like, when you're, whenever you're, you're that age, you have to, you get forced to think that you have to have your entire life mm-hmm. planned out yeah. and you're 16 you but you haven't even properly been drunk yet no. so you don't have Actually, no idea I had. well yeah I had as well I mean technically you up in a neighbour's <laughs> tumble dryer oh, <laughs> when, when you're 11 and, <laughs> but you don't know what proper mistakes are at no, that point you don't no. know how things are going to change every emotion is so intense as well yeah. isn't it when you're 15 16 everything is so intense like your first crush is is it's overwhelming mm. those feelings of mm-hmm. of well inverted commas love or lust or whatever they're in, or you're heartbroken they're overwhelming everything is so overwhelming because you have no point of reference to yeah. you know mark and you know the longer you've lived and you realize well, more shit's happened the more shit will happen it's all right your barometer sort of <laughs> exactly yeah. i want that on a mug shit happens and more shit will happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i could see that every morning when i woke up i'd be like yeah fair yeah. that's it yeah definitely <laughs> on your go lauren on your go <laughs> i'll be my merch on my next tour <laughs> watch the shit pile of shit <laughs> We hope you can take something from this podcast away with you in your day-to-day life. Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences, we can help each other know that things do get better. All the money we make from ads from this podcast goes to Calm, the campaign against living miserably. 
If you have a spare quid, please feel free to donate to Calm by going to dave.uktv.co.uk forward slash Calm. Well, I think that's it. Uh, we have very much enjoyed spending time in your ears. We have been... Oh, is that my That's one? your cue. <laughs> Aaron Gillis. And, and Lauren Patterson. And let's bring in the jazz to play us out. You can be depressed when there's jazz in the world. Oh, most of the 1930s. <laughs> Bad example, Lauren. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.